What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 52, here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. How are you? You know, you always ask me. I never throw it right back to you. Alex, how are you doing this weekend? I'm I'm pretty confident about this podcast because I think oh, this good. weekend had a ton, a ton of questions answered. And yeah. I think you know where I'm going to, right? Sure, sure. And yeah. uh, I think it's it's probably quite obvious. So Cristiano Ronaldo decided that this week all the haters are going to be silenced. And he, Cristiano Ronaldo, recorded his 60th career hat-trick. And this is pretty crazy what I'm going to say next. 30 hat-tricks after the age of 30. Unbelievable. Six points yeah. guaranteed with Norwich and Spurs, okay? That without him, Man United wouldn't even be close to getting them. So if there was a hero no needed, that was him. So no doubt, man. No doubt. And I love I love what Cristiano said right after the game. He goes, uh, 30 before 30, 30 after 30, and that he's looking forward to uh unevening the scales. Uh, because man, he might be playing he might be scoring 10, 15 more before he ever hangs up the boots. Mm-hmm. Um so no doubt. Do you reckon he was get another one this in the Premier League this season? Oh yeah, I mean they have some tough they have some tough fixtures coming up, He'll don't they? It. He'll get it. Uh, He'll get it. I think their their next two games. If, if he's going to do it, um, I'm sure I'm sure all United fans would, uh, would welcome that. Yeah. Arsenal, right? I think it's Arsenal, and then is it Liverpool? I... Liverpool maybe is on on its way. Yeah, I think Liverpool plays United next midweek. No, on I... Wednesday. Hey, uh, that's a big one. And I'm telling you, Ronaldo in a top four race. If Man United are going to get the top four, it's with Cristiano Ronaldo 100%. Because the more chances that are created towards Cristiano, the more wins are guaranteed for United. I just, oh, I, I've got so much to say, Brett. So, so what were your thoughts on, on, on the overall game with Norwich? Oh, well, you know, it is Norwich. Um, and I, I do understand the people that are saying, pump your brakes, do sure. this, do that. Uh, you know, when it comes to the fact that it is Norwich City and Manchester United should be beating them, right? And it shouldn't take a late phenomenal set piece for Ronaldo to do that. But at the same time, none of that matters mm-hmm. when you're in a race for European football. Um, it doesn't matter who you're playing. What matters is you get the three points and you, you don't kind of consolidate fourth place, but you're getting closer to, and you're threatening that, and and making fourth place, third place even. Uh, I'm sorry, fourth place, um, your own. So it doesn't matter that Ronaldo, who he scored it against, it mattered that it happened, and that they're three points closer to, um, you know, locking in that position. Um, so yeah, I mean, they needed that momentum. They needed it badly, and Ronaldo gave it to him, and there was no doubt that him, Alanga, had a great game. Anthony Alonga, I thought. Um, David De Gea had a pretty good game, right? Mm, uh, save. Pretty, pretty clutch save. The 2-2, two, two, yeah. the two, two, there was a clutch moment by De Gea, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have the um, Paul Pogba shade at the end of it. Um, you know, so there's there was a little drama, too, even in a win. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a little more um, impressed if Ronaldo drops three on a Liverpool or on an Arsenal or whoever they play next. And he's got fixtures coming up. Um, they've got all attention 
on consolidating that spot, making that spot their own, and ensuring Champions League football for Manchester United next year. Um, and whether or not that happens, uh, it, it is. I agree. I agree right now. Ronaldo is literally the only person that can help them score their way to that position this year. Mm-hmm. Um, as you and I were talking beforehand, it's my problem with Ronaldo is long-term, mm-hmm. right? It's medium to long-term. And it's not really a problem. It's just that if United want you know, that, that team identity back. Yeah. Um, at some point, Ronaldo needs to be uh, coached off the team and, and moved, moved on in, in, in a way that obviously is befitting of the world, world-class player that he is. Um, it's just, they need to find an identity because Ronaldo will not be there for three, five, seven, ten years. 100%. You know, um, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but no doubt, if they get Champions League football this year, if they hunt down Chelsea for the third spot, okay? Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with Cristiano Ronaldo being every part of that. I agree. So, And I'll tell you something. So you think next season, if Cristiano Ronaldo stays at Man United, they'll have a worse season, so? Ooh. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, new boss, new uh, new control. Obviously, we all saw the media reports, mm-hmm. possibly rumors, whatever, um, that if uh, Ten Hag comes in, uh, and he's actually in the process of potentially losing the Dutch Cup final. Um, if Ten Hag comes in for United, uh, who knows what he's going to want, right? And I, I know that the rumors were, um, and you have strong opinions on it, but I know that the rumors were that Ten Hag is going to immediately axe Ronaldo and send him out the door. I find it very hard to believe that that's going to be the case. Uh, that I agree with you completely that that seems like um, yeah, I, rag fox. I'd say it's pretty, pretty, it's not bold for me. It's idiotic right now to say that Eric Ten Hag has a decision made already for Ray Christian Ronaldo, okay? And there's another stat. There's 13 points, okay? Ronaldo single-handedly in game-winning games, okay? Yeah. He's had for Man United. That's something very important. And I just, I have something here. And that for mm-hmm. me is, is the key, okay? Because you talk about Man United's future. And I absolutely agree with you that Ronaldo in five years' time will not be at Man United. I'm even going to say this. After next season, he won't be at Man United 100%. Next season will be 100% fucked, in my opinion, that he stays at Man United. And I'm going to say this. For me, the players that want Ronaldo to stay like... Elanga wants Ronaldo to stay. Sancho wants Ronaldo to stay. Bruno Fernandes wants Ronaldo to stay. I'm sure Varane wants Ronaldo to stay. Garnacho. We all know what Garnacho wants. And he wants the GOAT Ronaldo to stay. And all these players are the ones that are having a really positive impact towards Man United. And I think Eric Ten Hag will understand that the captaincy... Okay, and a lot of players like Jones, Matic. Okay, I love Matic, but he's got to go. Mata, Pogba, the midfield was the problem against Norwich. The midfield. And honestly, look, they need someone. We we always say it. If you're an FC Wonderkid follower, you know that me and Breton stress 100% that Oli failed without getting the CDM. And they are failing right now because they don't have that midfielder. So... That's what I think. I really think Ronaldo and Eric Ten Hag are going to be a bold duo that's going to change the United culture. I, I believe in that, Bretton. So Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's see. And I, I love that you brought up Garnacho in the end because that was 
some great <laughs> what is what was it on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Some great Instagram uh, shade that uh, that that what's his name Kunaguero uh, threw at him. But you know to push back on Kunaguero's response, saying that you've never played with him. Uh, we do know that Garnacho was recently at the Argentinian national team camp. Uh, so in fact, he did train with him, uh, if not play with him. Yes. But uh, but can. but all of that all of that just is to sell papers and bullshit. Use <laughs> you know, my language. I'm just gonna have to beat that out. I'm sorry because I agree with you. It is crap, and and it's like the the age old. While I understand it's clickbait and it's wonderful, the age old Messi and Ronaldo, who's better? Um, I know you and I love to have our opinions. Mine is like statistically mm-hmm. based, whatever you want to call it. But in the end, can't we all just just agree that whatever Ronaldo has left to give, whatever Messi has left to give to the game of football, let's just squeeze it out yes. and, and get them in a place where they both can give us the best football they give have. Give me left. that World Cup, Ronaldo. <laughs> Give me that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling, Breton. That's what I think. That's why I think he's really not gonna leave United because, like, Ronaldo's all about preparation, man. And when you're saying that with a World Cup in December, he's like, I don't want to move. Georgina is more than fine here, and we all know Ray Krish is a pretty big celebrity in England, man. That that kid is bold, okay, with Luvan Pedraru. I I, lo- I I'm loving the vibe too with him. So. That's yeah. that's the Ronaldo talk, people. Okay, leave your thoughts. Do you think he's gotta go? Tell us in the comment section. Okay, we love to know. But talking about top four, there's other yeah. two teams. It's not just United and both teams. <laughs> London teams, Tottenham and Arsenal lose. Tottenham loses one nil to Brighton, mm-hmm. and Arsenal <laughs> loses one nil to Southampton. Oh my days! That was unexpected. That was unexpected. <laughs> Well, it, it was. I mean, it, wow. What a, like with Arsenal's fixture list when we were looking at it months ago, a month or two ago, we were like, "Wow, it really looks like Arsenal is going to consolidate that fourth place. Like it is going to be fourth place True. for Arsenal. They're going to get Champions League football because it was Watford, it was Southampton. Um, I, I mean, these are teams that you absolutely need to beat." in order to prove to people that, you know, your system's working or your system's progressing. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, they've been riding a wave of momentum for a very, very long time, and a dip in form was inevitable. But at the same time, you wouldn't expect it to happen against these teams. So I'm most shocked. I'm most shocked around Arsenal right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Tottenham, I get it. There's going to be growing pains with Conte. uh, and, and, And they went from doing really well to, to wow, having a, yeah, losing ground. So the, the Arsenal-Southampton loss, unreal. And Fraser Forster was a big reason because of that. I mean, his his goalkeeping display was awesome yeah. <laughs> against them. Um, but th- they're still in it, you know? They're, Tottenham, United, they're all at each other's throats, and this is what we love, while there's also a title challenge in the Premier League. Like, sign me up for this every year. I am here for it because I don't care – who lands where? I just want, uh, you know, competition. There was a point five months ago where we thought City was running away with us. And oh, yeah. we weren't, they weren't even going to look behind. So this situation is amazing because it sets us up for the last month sprint. And I am, I am 100% here for it. So, but yeah, which one was more shocking to you? Was it Arsenal-Southampton or? For me, shocking was Tottenham. But 
because Arsenal right now are in the third straight loss, okay? And I'm not yeah. going to blame, like we said last podcast, listen to our podcast, people. We're repeating yeah. here saying that they should get that midfielder that because Lokonga, next to Partey, I'm not going to say, like, I love Lokonga. I think he's going to be an excellent midfielder in the future, okay. but not right now. They need right. a Tielema. We com- we stress always Tielema. And I'm we're going to talk about Gr- Brun Guimarães next. Why not? If yeah. they had gotten Brun Guimarães, Arsenal might have won this game against Southampton. Just saying that. And the other thing is the lack of striker that is pretty obvious. Anyone <laughs> knows that they need a striker. But going with Tottenham, I want to say yeah. some things. Because, yes, it was the shocking one. Because for me, Tottenham are just getting every single detail refined by Antonio Conte. And I said it on live, and I'm going to say it right now on pod. I believe 100%, okay, that Antonio Conte is going to win a trophy for Tottenham with the right backing in the summer, okay? He needs the right backing in the summer. If he gets it, I really (laughs) believe he gets that trophy, okay? And I'm just going to say two things that Conte does. And mm-hmm. it's not common to see. And this just shows in the Premier League, the competition, is, it, it, it's at the highest level. So these li- little things that he does is things that you don't see at Man United maybe right now. Yeah. And I'm going to say they have, they have hired with Antonio Conte three times the fitness coaches, okay, to get that fitness up at Tottenham. And something huge that to- Conte does is he gives a, an, a daily analysis to his players on what to improve, how to improve, where to be on the pitch, every single detail, what to improve at home. Do your homework, okay? Conte is that guy. So yeah. that level of intensity puts Tottenham at the highest level. And that's why I think the chance has never been higher with Tottenham. Kuluzewski went good. Uh, Gretakur yeah. went good. So yeah. I think everything's going very well and believe in Conte Tottenham fans. Please, yeah. man. Please. It, it, is, it is funny that the, the two people you just named were the people brought in essentially after Conte was, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, signed, mm-hmm. right? Um, or maybe it was right before. I don't know. But he no, had after, after, had after, after. After. Yeah. Um, so Bentoncourt and, and Kulisevsky, sure, uh, has been great, but I, I was shocked. I, I absolutely was shocked because Brighton, I mean, I don't think Spurs, they had a shot on goal all game. Um, they they might have had four or five shots total, but Brighton had five shots on goal, at least 12 shots total. And then it took a, you know, a late winner from Trossard, who's become like their go-to guy if you need a late winner um, from Brighton. But also, I mean, Mark Cucurella. Again, showed us there was a little dip in form here and there. I mean, collectively with Brighton, there was a dip in form, but that was like I wouldn't call it a Graham Potter masterclass, but like <laughs> that was a pretty well done um, uh, display from Brighton. I think they were they just nudged nudged them on possession. Um, I mean, they were all over the pitch and they definitely dominated that second uh, second half. So mm-hmm. like Cucurella, Busuma, you look at this with what Brighton has, them in tenth place. Them, ha- they've solidified this. Like they were in the running um, and starting to move their way down the table into relegation scraps, right? Mm-hmm. And they have since lit up their form, um, and now they're tenth place, and they're like the best of the the middle of the pack, uh, next to Brentford. Mm-hmm. And Brentford, if we go from Brighton to Brentford pretty quickly, 
because we got to give them a little shout because Very I think true. they've now they've, they've got three three wins in a row. Um, effect. Yeah, it's the Erickson effect. It absolutely is. It's the warrior spirit, whatever you want to call it. I mean, these guys are playing good ball, entertaining mm-hmm. ball. I gotta say too, um, and they're now in eleventh place. Um, after a bad run of form, they have collectively kind of recentered, and Christian Erickson did it again. Ninety fifth <laughs> minute match winning assist. Uh, I think it was on the head of one of the big, you know, big Scandinavian center backs. I think it was Janssen. Um, and boom, you know, there you go. Uh, Brentford winning a game uh, against Watford, a game they need to win, a game they should win, which Arsenal can't figure out. And they get it done and they move their way up. So Brighton and Brentford are two moving forward that I have a really, really fond heart for. Um, <laughs> even if they don't wind up ever cracking the top five or top six. Um, they are great. I just love to watch them. It feels like Wolves um, a couple years ago sure. uh, when they came in. And I, I hope that they can solidify and increase the caliber of that middle-of-the-table pack in the Prem. You great know? shout. Great shout to both teams. But I'm going to shout a different vibe here because it's the vibe that I think it's the winning culture for the future because in 10 years, this team might have a Champions League in their locker. <laughs> that is Newcastle 100% friends and yes because Newcastle have their fifth straight home win and my boy Brun Guimarães Kimakina with a late winner and the first player this season to score two goals for Newcastle. Brun Guimarães is going bold and they keep on performing extremely well and watching that game I was like Matt Target he's Balling. Dan Byrne, he's playing very well. Willock and Shelby, I like them. Joe Ellington, not bad. Eddie Howe, masterclass. Every single player at at, at Newcastle, its value is going up and up. Almiron, San Maxime, I'm a bit... I don't know. I don't know with him. But the rest, I am so I'm so happy, man. And I really think next season. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna go bold still, but I'm gonna say this. Great job, Eddie Howe. And keep going bold, Newcastle, trusting Brun Guimaraes. Three goals this season already. And I'm 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 with you. I mean Bruno uh... Yeah, I'm going to make a, a, a dad joke here. Uh, we have to talk about Bruno. Um, you know, in, in our family, my, my little daughter listens to uh, this Disney movie called Encanto. And there's a song called We Don't Talk About Bruno. Oh, yes. Well, it, we, yeah, it's it's like electric now. Everybody knows it. Everyone that has a young kid knows what it is. Well, we have to talk about Bruno here because <laughs> this particular Bruno, this particular Bruno has now won me over um, in that sense. I told you know, every time we talk about him, I'm like, we got to pump the brakes. This guy is going to take some time getting used to playing at St. James Park. He's going to take some time um, getting used to Newcastle and the Premier League. And he is already the one thing, even if he's not playing his best football yet, if there's one thing that he's definitely picked up on, it's if, if you work your butt off for 90 minutes or you work your butt off to grab and scrape, you know, two two great goals, that, that second goal, that late winner was amazing because that is Newcastle spirit right there right Mm -hmm. that is not like I'm gonna dance with the ball and and drop a you know phenomenal chip shot or a Travela past the goalkeeper that was just rough and tumble running your butt down the down the pitch making sure you got in the right position that if it deflected like it did and it landed in your path you were gonna put that ball in the net and that's exactly what Bruno did and frankly I didn't know he had that in his locker right I didn't know that he was the guy that would be 
you know, dead sprint all the way at the end, late in the game. You know, that's, I'm pretty sure that's Newcastle spirit. If, if I don't, you know, fight until the end, that's pretty awesome. So we have to talk about Bruno because he is going to be a big piece moving forward. And they didn't just beat Watford or Norwich or whoever. Yes. They, they beat Leicester City and Leicester City just advanced. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for them too. And I know I called for them to get relegated. Well, here I am. Here I am. Even well, crow. Um, and happily, happily. That's it. That's it. And yeah, Lester, they're dipping. That's a team that's dipping. And yeah, we can, we can start going with, no, let's talk about Liverpool and FA Cup. No, before we go to the European competitions. More recent notes before we uh, revisit revisit the past for a little bit but mm. that game that game while it wasn't a carbon copy of great football uh like we saw the week prior in mm-hmm. their Premier League goal, um that was a game of mistakes that was a game of what i think was bad starting 11 construction on mm. pep's part and uh and obviously uh i didn't say who made the mistakes but we all know who made them um <laughs> But it was also a game of incisive finishing. And when Sadio yes. Mane got, got a sniff of the goal, boom, done. Uh, you know, it was over. And it was also a game of Tiago. Yes, 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 yes. Great point that you did, Bretson. And yeah. I'm going to say this. Yes, I agree with you. Guardiola putting Grealish as striker in the first half. He clearly didn't put that intensity that Allison yeah. and Virgil van Dijk and Konate was feeling the pressure that's in the second half. Konate got some mistakes because that pressure that was lacking in the first half, people, it arrived with Mahrez, and he was putting that pressure centrally. And that it was, it was, it was frustrating to see. But as for Liverpool, I just want to say this. Konate, I am hyped that you did that attack on Titan celebration, man. Okay, you know your anime. I got to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sagero, so that was really cool. So I got to give my respect. And look, what's him with the corners? What is him with the corners, man? 22 years old. He's got like three, two against Benfica. Now a menace against City. Jeez. And I got to say this. Klopp, I think he knows. I think Klopp knows already. The best mm. midfield of Liverpool, in my opinion, doesn't have Henderson. It's Fabinho, Naby Keita, and Thiago Alcantara. That is the best midfield, in my opinion, currently, for Liverpool in form. And I got to say another stat. Klopp is the only manager ever to have 10 wins over your uh, Guardiola. So this rivalry is just getting started, baby. So let's get, yeah. let's see what's going to happen. And it seems they're always going to be in conf- the confrontation, Klopp and Guardiola. So I yeah. am hyped. So and, I say that. and I just got to say, man. Um, Quadruple. Uh, if- would do you think there would have been a different outcome? Do you think maybe Liverpool could have opened a league in the? I'm sorry, a lead in the Premier League or won things, won games more comfortably? Yes. If Thiago had been in form or had been, uh, let's see, I don't know, not fighting fitness the majority I, of the season. I wouldn't say Thiago. Think- I wouldn't say Thiago. If they had Luis Diaz since the start of this season, I think yeah. Liverpool would be already with the title, maybe. Honestly, I think that the rotation, the squad rotation by Jurgen Klopp, I think he's the best manager in the world doing that. He's I what I saw against Benfica, he did the changes. They looked really good still. They got they got what it's the squad rotation, so elite. Yeah, yeah, and and I have to say, I thought it was a pep pep misstep. I I just don't understand 
why you would rotate the squad. Uh, I think it was, what, four or five players um, mm-hmm. that are different. I know you believe in your squad, but why rotate them for the FA Cup semifinal when, I get it, you got Brighton and you've got Watford mm-hmm. coming up. Now, we might find that Liverpool gets you know, beat up on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever they play Manchester United, they might get beat up because they didn't make the same miscalculation or the same calculation. But it just feels to me like, you know, you, you have only so many times to play this team. You've, you've won points against them. You've mm-hmm. done what you need to do against Liverpool this year, at least in the premier league. Why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And, and tinker um, in a game that these guys obviously want to win. Um, so many matches so. right now, and they have a boogeyman coming with Real Madrid. But I just want to say, yeah. last things with with but. Klopp is like Klopp did something this season, and I think I really think this is a variable that is underrated with Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. He hired a German neuroscience team to be with the team since preseason, okay, and they help 100 mm-hmm. in terms of focus. And which therefore mentally helps for set pieces and in moments that anticipates an occasion. So Jurgen Klopp is unbelievable. In every single variable, he seems to be getting it done. German efficiency. A team of neuroscientists. Like no wonder Konate, which is a youngster, he's still learning. With these guys, he's getting corners nonstop, man. So keep on doing you, Klopp. And yeah. Maybe they're saying to Jota, this is where you have to be for those headers and to Konate. So those neuroscientists know what they're doing, man. So big up, masterclass yeah. by club. Well, I, you know, one, just one last thing, um, because and then I'll ask you who you think is going to win the final, because obviously Chelsea dispatched uh, Crystal Palace relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a Liverpool-Chelsea final, and Chelsea will be looking to True. win after losing the FA Cup final quite frequently over the last few years. But I got to ask, or I got to say, I know, especially on this side of the pond, um, there's a lot of ribbing about Zach Steffen and the mistake that he's made. But, you know, Pep has made it a point to play his backup goalkeeper, right? Mm. Backup goalkeeper at, in all of these all of these competitions, right? And Zach mm. Steffen has lifted trophies because of that, okay? Um, so that mistake, while it was tough to see, what I see it as, and, and this kind of echoes a lot of what is going around you know, in America, at least on American uh, football Twitter, mm. um, is that I everybody's worried about the nine uh, with the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. It is worrying to me that Zach Steffen does not play week in, week out. <laughs> it, it is worrying to me. And frankly, it is probably sure. time for him to move. He needs to go somewhere else. He needs to leave. I get it. You're making a whole lot of money. But man, at least push for a loan. Because otherwise... Somebody else is going to come take your job when the time comes because mistakes like that generally don't happen mm-hmm. if you're playing week in and week out. And it's funny because Ederson did a very similar thing with the same nonchalance, <laughs> right, against Liverpool a week prior. Yeah, but and or was that no? Was that midweek in Champions League? Yeah, that, uh, that, that was that was that was ridiculous. That was... It's a similar thing, and Stefan does it, and he's just a, he's a shade, not a shade. He's just immensely way too slow. For any of this, way too slow, slow on the decision making and whatnot. But he's got to pick his head up, uh, and and he's got to come back. And the issue is, is if you're not playing week in and week out, you got to wait until your next choice, <laughs> and wait until Pep, you know, graces you with another position. He's good enough to play, True. you know, number one for certain teams, right? Not Manchester City, 
All right. And it's the same with Matt Turner with us. It's the same with Ethan Horvath. It's the same with every goalkeeper that wears an American shirt, um, except for Gabriel Solanina. But we got to figure that out because I feel bad for Stefan. Um, it hasn't happened before, but uh, man, it's great it's, show. Great show. And you, wow. you talked about Chelsea fast and they got that win against Crystal Palace, which Crystal Palace, that was not an easy game 2 nil, but not easy for Chelsea. And I want to highlight a player fast, but like he, I think he deserves it. It is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Okay, he yeah. seems to finally found his groove back in the squad with Tuchel. And look, I think the culture, okay, they're having the takeover and problems arouse with that. But Chelsea with Tuchel, they're doing everything they can for it to progress and to be improvements in the future with Mount is playing well. <laughs> Bold Mount is playing well. You got Kai Havers that I think he wants to be that iconic guy at Chelsea. You got Reese James that some people think he's going to Real Madrid. You don't know, but let's see. But uh, And yes, Loftus-Cheek. I think he wants to stay at London. And players like that, I think they are the future of Chelsea. So cementing them, that is the way to go. And going quickly now to City. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned Zach Steffen. I, I, like, I agree. I agree. That for me was, was pretty bad. And if for the World Cup, you guys need someone that's hot in form. And so I think that is excellent advice. Excellent advice, in my opinion. And I, I just want to say this. Fernandinho is going to be his last season at Man City. And Fernandinho has four Premier League titles. He's got one FA Cup and six league titles. Cups, okay, with your boy Zach Stefan too. So it's like Fernandinho is going to be a huge miss in the future of Man City because that Rodri replacement ain't easy. Ain't no. easy. And if they're keeping someone that's 36 years old, okay, with Guardiola, it clearly has a reason. And Fernandinho is a boss, one of the most underrated CDMs in the history of the Premier League. I'm going to say that. So he was, yeah. a, well, he, he was originally plucked from... Was he Shakhtar Donetsk yes, back in the so. day? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was one of those Brazilian. So, so he was Fred before. He was Fernandinho was, uh, which one? Fred was Fernandinho. Because uh, Fred was Shakhtar Donetsk as well. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, Fernandinho, yeah. I mean, he, he's got to go down as like a cult hero for them, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the tenacity that he plays, the, 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 I just, he doesn't get enough credit mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I, it, it sounds like people are really starting to warm up to the fact that he deserves a whole lot more credit Completely. than he is. He's leaving on his own terms. He probably could have waited to, like, you know, announce it. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, there wasn't this weird stuff like, oh, wait, I didn't know he was actually leaving by the end of the season. But um, ultimately, no, the dude, the dude's a legend. It's it's a good argument to make that um, mm -hmm. that if, if he's not in, in a lot of these squads, uh, you know, some of the championships they've won, they might not have won them. Um, but he's he's a phenomenal player, and I wonder he'll probably go back to Brazil, right? That's what they've said. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Like Marcelo, I think he's going to. So like, yeah, Fernandinho will go to. I think so. that's the thing. go to Flamengo. Vai para Flamengo, Fernandinho. <laughs> go Paul Sousa, let Gabi Golder. Eh, you never know. Let's see what's gonna happen. But yeah, oh. leading up to competitions, yeah, and City still in one. European competition yeah. start, Champions League time, and boy, I love these quarterfinals. I think these quarterfinals were one of the best in these past few years in the Champions League. Benzema, oh, the 
vibes about Benzema, man. The game against Chelsea, that tension. Oh my days, even Benfica. Good on you yeah. for the Portuguese, Pop. Benfica jogaram muito bem. So I just want to say on the City side, big mm -hmm. up on Guardiola. Ninth time consecutive, I think. Yeah, is it the? Yeah. It's the ninth time heading to the semi-finals of the yes. Champions League by Guardiola. Elite stats, okay. Just want to get that started. And City, that ain't Most easy. That ain't yeah. easy. Sit most all time. Oh, most all time, definitely. I believe. I believe the most all time previous to that was eight. Um, <laughs> Ancelotti's got to be up there, and then I forget who the other one is. Uh, but absolutely, I mean, what Guardiola has done with Manchester, with I, I mean, Klopp. There's just so much to unpack over this last week. It's almost hard to do it when it's not very fresh in your head. But that Real Chelsea second leg mm -hmm. was probably one of the most entertaining games of football um, that I've seen in a very long time. And I honestly believed you take the first 65, 70 minutes of that game mm -hmm. and you're you're basically saying there is no way Chelsea's not walking out of here with this. Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. have that Luka Modric Trevela. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, and by the way, Rodrigo uh, Gosh, Rodrigo Gosh. Is that how you say that last name? Did I get it right with Portuguese? Uh, 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 who, who, uh, Rodrigo Gomes? Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah, his his last, I don't know, whatever. But uh, he winds up putting that away. I, I just, that Real-Chelsea game was uh, heartbreaking if you're obviously a, a Chelsea fan. Uh, but man, if you're a natural, if, I'm sorry, if you're a neutral, that game was just so much fun to watch. But yeah, Benzema, 38 goals on the year, 13 assists. Uh, Vinicius with the, the decisive assist. Um, and yes. they've coined a new term, right? Mm -hmm. You heard it. Vinicius said it himself. I hadn't seen it before this past week. Uh, so I might be under a rock or something. But Vinzema. Vinzema uh, was, was you know, on full display in that extra time. Um, but that obviously was my favorite leg, aside from Bayern not being able to get it done against Villarreal. What? Where did you see that, man? But that is bold, man. Vince Emma is bold. I like that duo. <laughs> I like that duo, I'll be honest. But the duo that I'm, like, really, like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive now, I'm really loving, is Benzema yeah. and Luka Modric, man. These two, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that these two are going to be Galactico legends, okay? All yeah. Hall of Fame, but those two, man. And... In, in the last uh, 12 seasons, Real Madrid have gone to 10 Champions League, okay? So that is elite-level semifinals, elite levels. And I want to say, too, that game against Chelsea, you said 60th, 70th minute, everything changed. I completely yeah. agree with you, Bretton. And the yeah. game changed the moment that Toni Kroos left and Kamavinga was put on. And we saw that the present and future of the Galacticos is with Kamavinga and Mbappé. If he was watching that game, we all know he was hyped about that one because that French connection, oh my days, Vini, Bezema, Mbappé, Kamavinga maybe, oh, it's just Kamavinga, no, there, Chouameni maybe, oh. Yeah. So Maybe. yeah, Maybe. that that that's that's I that's I I'm really hyped about Real and Real against Man City. You can I think you get a feeling where I'm leaning to, but we can get those yeah. quick far. But Liverpool Villarreal, Liverpool yeah. uh, Liverpool Villarreal. I just want to give a quick shout out to sure. Darwin Nunes. Okay, the, that game against Liverpool at uh at Anfield. Okay, I got to give big ups on him, and he's got. Darwin Nunes has six goals in this Champions League for at 22 years old. Goals against Liverpool, Barca, 
Bayern and Ajax, okay? A lot of players even have problems scoring one goal against these yeah. teams. And he scored six of them. So I am I'm not a hundred percent now with Darwin's gonna go. I am two hundred percent sure that Darwin's gonna go because his agent is George Minch right now. He changed agent and it's George Minch. And that 70, 80 million that he's asking, it's easy easily gonna be given to Benfica, okay? I really believe he's gonna leave for that fee. And yeah, George Minch yeah. masterclass with that one with Darwin Nunes. So it, it, it's gonna be uh gonna be really interesting to see where he winds up. Um but uh, if if we're talking about you know the defeated, right? Mm-hmm. Darwin Nunes obviously has been was great for Benfica. Um, we also have to talk about Chelsea. We talked about him in obviously in Premier League mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're a Chelsea supporter right now, with everything that is hanging over your head, mm-hmm. right, with this craziness that is that is ongoing um, and still in flux, you got to be really proud of a lot of these players. Yeah. I mean, the majority of these players, Antonio Rudiger, uh, for like the majority of that game, I, he looked at, at times he looked like freaking Franz Beckenbauer out there. You know, like going Libero, just straight up, Damn. straight up, like taking people on. Um, it, it was, he, he was he was absolutely just everywhere, like bull in China shop, up in the air, winning tackles. None of the Real Madrid players wanted to go into a tackle with him True. because they knew they'd come out worse off if they did. Um, <laughs> and I completely agree with you. Kai Kai Havertz has is doing everything he can, mm-hmm. everything he can to be the person that they obviously paid for, right? To be the player that they paid big bucks for. And he has eight goals in his last 11 games. Um, I actually don't know if he scored today. I don't think he did uh, versus Crystal Palace. But he has tried uh, his absolute best to be it. And I still think he's going to come really good uh, to... Uh, up to this and and work his way up to uh chelsea supporters you know expectations mm-hmm. um but you really you got to be proud of them and uh you know what they what they put into that but that real madrid manchester city <laughs> that fixture is going to just that's got me drooling frankly but i did have to bring up rudiger mm-hmm. i absolutely agree that with camavinga getting put in like the 73rd minute mm-hmm. that really did provide this pop of energy this this bite that was needed that allowed Modric um, that little, that little room that he could get to pop that phenomenal Travela assist uh, to Rodriguez to, to push things on. But, you know, we, we we're talking about city. We're talking about Benfica. We're talking about all these other ones, but come on, we got to give Villarreal their due. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, Emu Chukweze, man, you know, Unai Emery masterclass again. I <laughs> two goals, two goals. Goals in both legs and two shots on target, two goals. Yeah. <laughs> what? Amazing. What? Amazing. I, I, that's what I got to say. And I saw some some like trash talk between Nagelsmann and Dani yeah. Parrero. And I'm with Dani Parrero. Nagelsmann was way too confident before the first leg. And even in the second leg before it, he's like, they will regret coming to the Allianz Arena. Yeah, right. Dani Parejo is 33 years old and Nagelman is 34. So in Parejo's mind, he's like, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about as a manager. I am sure that is his state of mind. And look, big up to Villarreal, Samuel Chukweze, Gerard Moreno, Dani Parejo, Pau Torch. I but Villarreal, I'm sorry, man. The preparation and the rotation that I mentioned at the start of the pod, 
like <laughs> it can't be equaled and i think liverpool are just gonna when i am yeah, yeah yeah i think i think liverpool but respect to villa real to getting to this champions league semi-final and i have to say too again i saw that twitter account of villa real mentioning attack on titan so big up on villa real knowing anime too and i had to say that too man i love i love that i love that banter so are we, that, are we getting paid by attack on the on attack on titan no here? man i'm just oh. a super fan boy <laughs> because i i'd be okay with that i don't watch it uh which unfortunately i guess takes me down a few pegs with our listeners but um yeah that, that's that's i didn't know there was that much uh, attack on titan um, i love it i love it, love love it. over the last week well, yeah. that one, yeah, Liverpool, Villarreal, uh, hell, if if Liverpool can can do what they did and put out a guy like Simicus on the left, mm. and then he he one hundred percent shows that he's a Champions League footballer, right? I mean, he put in a great performance a there. Um, I, he was one of my favorite to watch on that field. One I mean, it, it looked. I thought it was Robertson in some some respects. I, I was surprised. Um, he he was phenomenal. Um, so mm-hmm. Liverpool. Villarreal, that'll be a fun one, I think, although a little more tactical. Mm. Um, but I don't think Klopp's going to let him get too crazy. Yes, um, I think he's going to take it on, and then obviously everybody's going to be watching this. This city, wow, this city, good. Real Madrid is going to be great. So I got to go. Let's go right away. Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Who's winning? I think Real Madrid are going to get it done. Benzema, I think Ballon d'Or is all on his mind. So who you yeah. go with? I'm gonna go with Real Madrid too. Uh, I I I gotta ride this horse. I said Real Madrid was going to do it against Chelsea. Uh, I think they're gonna do it against City. Um, and then it's uh, Liverpool Villarreal. You have Liverpool. I heard you say that yeah, earlier. Yeah, so. Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. So the final. I think for Liverpool they would prefer City than Real Madrid, and that yeah. says a lot. I think Klopp, that final man. I know there's no Ramos. There's no. There's Bale. There's Bale yeah. still there, but like. let's see people put in the comment section what you think is gonna happen in the champions league and let's get to the europa league because wow i I, disappointment time at barca and both fixtures semi-finals are leipzig against rangers and we have west ham against frankfurt oh i wanted west ham barca but i love it didn't i tell you after rangers vanquished star belgrade that they have a chance to win this thing you did Um, you did you did say Rangers. Have, you think Tavernier is going to go bold 100%? Uh, he, he generally does in pretty big games. And, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, Rangers obviously would rather play probably West Ham and Frankfurt before yes. they play Leipzig. Uh, but unfortunately, that's who they got next. Um, but yeah, Tavernier, I mean, uh, and the Ibrox. The Ibrox is just, it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a different place. It's it's I wouldn't call it a fortress, although... Actually, I think it was at Celtic Park, or I don't know where it was. I think Rangers, they, they went down one zip, and they beat, yeah, they beat Celtic today. Yeah. Uh, 2-1. So yeah. they're they're building they're building momentum right now after it looked like Celtic had them on the ropes. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. But, man, Red Bull Leipzig versus Atalanta. It was Cristo and Kunku just doing it again. Um, opened the scoring in, I think it was pretty early on, like the 18th minute. He then drew the penalty and converted the penalty in the 86th minute. Um, Atalanta never looked as if uh, as dangerous as Leipzig did, mm-hmm. and I have to say right now, um, yeah, Red Bull Leipzig is the favorite to win this thing. You you are right. always within Kunku and Leipzig, man. I have to give it on you. I have to give it on you. That's 100% true. 
and I'm going to say Tavernier just to put it out. Tavernier has more than 25 goal involvements this season for Rangers. He's got 12 goals and 14 assists. He's a fullback, people. And yeah. oh my days, joint top scorer too in Europa League. Oh my days. But and, yes. And he's, oh. he's the reason why Nathan Patterson had to leave, right? Because he looked at it and James, James uh, um, Tavernier basically... You're not going to get game time or as much game time as you probably deserve as a top prospect of Rangers um, until this guy decides to move on. From he He's a club legend for sure. And he goes um, to the Prem. And he goes to the Prem. But like the worst the thing, and the worst thing like for me, for like you said it, Atalanta got the unfortunate of having to go against the best player right now in Europa League. It's no doubt in my mind and in yours too, right? And Gungu with already 30 goals and only behind big boy Benzema and Kylian Mbappé this season, okay? And look, Rangers, watch out because in Kungu, we, I I don't know, like right now in Kungu is so lethal. He's so, oh, I don't know for how much is Leipzig negotiating for him to go. But it's bold. It's bold. He ain't staying one see another season. September, he's it, in another place. Oh my! It God. is, and it it, it 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 has to be said. He did break a record, and it's a pretty big record. Uh, he broke Timo Werner's record for most goal involvements in a uh, in a season. Uh, he now has forty eight goal involvements, uh, and he beat he tied it first early in the game with forty seven, and then uh, now he's got forty eight. So he's got sole control. Um, of that club record. So if he does leave, at least he's got his name in the, the record books. But 30 goals, man. 30 goals for a PSG cast-off, right? And it took him several years to get running for Red Bull Leipzig. So um, he's a fun player to watch. And and he, he just pops up in all the right places, and it's it's great. Conrad Leimer had a great game again. Mohamed Simikon had a great game. Um, there's just it, – it's just tough. Atalanta, I felt, mm-hmm. could – they hit the, the their worst run of form at the worst time, obviously, and now they're set not only to, they get booted out of Europe, they're set to probably miss out on European competition altogether because of their Serie A form. It's pretty terrible right yeah. now. So, but you know, let's let's move on to the other one because this was the Europa League was in multiple cases. Um, People disrespecting, right? People being naive, just a little bit like Julian Julian Nagelsmann's um, uh, treatment of Villarreal. Okay, it was all over the place versus West Ham, Lyon versus West Ham. I think it was like their club president or somebody that came out and said, "Oh yeah, we really like this matchup." And the same has to be said about Barcelona versus Eintracht Frankfurt. And I think it was Xavi himself wow. that might have said some words that kind of got under the skin of Frankfurt because they decided to, well, surprise the crap out of them. Um, and man, somehow sneak 30,000 fans into the camp now. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like what happened for that to ha- Like, no, legit. I was like, I was watching the game and I was thinking to myself, are we at camp now right now? Are yeah. we at camp now? And I think their Stegen had a, had a chat. He saw... He trained first. He went to the locker room and he said, we ain't at camp now right now, people. This was the overall chit chat in the locker. And for Xavi, man, he was let down. He was let down by the Barcelona ticket holders. But, 
but it's all gonna be redeemed because we know Laporta. Okay, he doesn't. Two things, two mistakes don't happen in repetition with that guy. Okay, so I really yeah. think that is gonna be fixed. And yeah, Xavi, that big up, big up on Axnar Knopf, uh, Lindstrom, Kostic. Yeah. A lot of underrated ballers are in this Frankfurt team. And look, they're not the best in the league, but they're showing how good they are in Europa League. And against West Ham, ee, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see who's going to Barcelona. But I know a ton of Frankfurt fans and West Ham fans are already getting tickets to Barcelona and hostels. They're all, it's, everything's full for that, for that final. So Are you going? <laughs> Tell me you're going. You're going to go, right? Let's see, people. <laughs> go bold with us. <laughs> Maybe in the future. That's something we got to do. Yes. Uh, but but I'll tell you what. I, I Hey, we, we love these types of stories. And um, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is a big one, right? I told you there would be a hit to Chavi Ball at some point. Okay? And uh, th- what happens next? What happens next will define, you know, if this is a long-lasting thing. I mean, no, it's not the worst thing in the world that they got kicked out. But there there were um there there were there were a lot of negative thoughts uh mm-hmm. afterwards from from Barcelona fans uh specifically online. Maybe it was some trolling whatever, mm-hmm. but in the end how they react to this uh and how they end the season is is going to tell us everything about how scared uh, or how much prog- how scared teams need to be and how much progress Barcelona can make in the offseason uh, before they maybe mount a La Liga title contention? I don't know, next season? Uh, or if there's a, another stepping stone maybe. that Come on, Bretton. They haven't convinced you yet. Like, I think the only thing is, like, how are they going to play now without someone? But we'll talk about that in the Wonderkiss news. But yeah. quick fire, yeah. who do you think is going to win with Leipzig and Rangers? Yay. Uh, Rangers has been, have been doing it without Morelos. They've been doing it without a consistent goal scorer. I think it was Kamar Roof who was the hero for them. Mm-hmm. But I got to go with Red Bull Leipzig because they're hot. And they got a very good... Uh, I mean, Domenico uh, Tedesco has got them rip-roaring yeah. at the right time. So, I get you. I get you. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they went bold with Nkunku. He keeps on proving. And I say with you, Leipzig. And now, West Ham Frankfurt. Who is your choice? I'm with Declan Rice on this one, man. I think West Ham's going to do it. I think this is the David Moyes effect. Um, they've got a cohesive unit. Um, like it. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I really have nothing else to say about it. I just feel like they have the ability to get through this Frankfurt team who's tough, mm-hmm. but definitely beatable. Um, but then it's going to come down to a Red Bull Leipzig West Ham final. And uh, I actually want to watch that. I'd prefer a Rangers West Ham, to be honest, but I love Leipzig because it's like it shows that this is the answer of good decisions and the correct development by a club to become great. And Leipzig just showed this is how you win. If they win Europa League, this is how you do it. Trusting the youth and occasionally buying players that are experienced. So Big up on Leipzig. But yeah, we can't forget the Conference League, right? Because big well, 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 one, oh, Sorry. One more thing. I'm sorry. One more thing about West Ham because this is a big stat and it just needs to be thrown out there. This is West Ham's first semifinal in a European competition in 46 years. Okay. And we get it. We talk about these London clubs. Um, you know, hell, you can even throw Brentford in there, you know, in the future as a London club that's in the Premier League. Uh, well, West Ham is always kind of like the one that's left out, like the sure. redheaded stepchild or something. 
Um, and this kind of identity that's been built, I don't know if it all comes down to David Moyo's hell. I would love to know what a West Ham supporter feels like, like what is the, 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 you know, maybe the top three, um, reasons why West Ham has been so successful, because here's the other thing that I cannot believe two years ago, they were essentially right above or right in the midst of a relegation scrap in the Premier League. You remember that? We West were talking. Ham, oh, that was bad times. That shows Moyes. That shows Antonio. That shows Declan Rice. Like, I, oh, what a team. So, what? so I just had to say that because it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's 46 years. Um, so I, I do. I wish, them, I wish them luck. Obviously, Eintracht Frankfurt deserves to be there. They played great mm-hmm. football. Um, but I do think West Ham, I feel like there's, there's almost a little bit of fate involved here now um but we'll see but imagine if west ham finishes this season let alone as a european finalist a europe europa league finalist but imagine if they actually win the thing and without having to win the europa league they still get champ or oh, they won't get champions league football never mind no, no tiktok uh highlight being taken possible with that champions league but i was feeling it man if they got that europa league win they go to the Champions League, and I'm sure David Moyes wants to solidify that. And he's got the team. He's got the team. So let's wait and see. Put in the comment section down below, people, if you believe in this final of West Ham against Leipzig and who's going to win. But now just having a quick chat on Conference League. Gotta say, semi-final, Feyenoord against uh, Marcel, and the other semi-final, Leicester against Roma. And look, I'm hyped. I am hyped for this. So, yeah, yeah, I have to say big up to Roma. Getting it done. Now, I'm going to say Mourinho. He's got the team tuned in, okay? Pellegrini is balling. Tammy Abraham Mm -hmm. is balling. And against Bonogli, we all know. Yes, you mentioned Saniolo with that hat-trick back from that ACL. Now, finally showing product and the future of Italy. Looks good with Saniolo, hopefully. So... Yeah. Let's see what's going to happen. And yeah, I had to mention those, man. They're really playing very well. Very yeah, well. And, and it's funny because the media is already kind of treating Bodo Glimt as the minnow, right? As, you know, Roma should have done this, should have done that. But obviously we know Bodo Glimt beat AS Roma both times out previous to this, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, this was maybe they poked the bear too much uh, and AS Roma finally just kind of put it together. But let's be honest, that was a Nicolo Zaniola show. Um, three goals in 50 minutes. Uh, all three of those finishes were pretty world-class. One of them, a dink, a chip over the keeper. Um, it was beautiful to see because this is a man that has gone through not one, but two ACL surgeries um, and is now back in form for them at exactly the right time. So uh, they're going to have to get by a tricky Brendan Rodgers and Lester who's dipping in form, but obviously have the ability to to win this thing. Um, so got to bring up, yeah, Zaniola. Uh, Zaniola was phenomenal. And then the other one I definitely have to bring up is on Feyenoord. Okay. I just, uh, this is a great bet. I love it. You love him. He's, he's not a guy. He's not a guy we talk a lot about, but serial Dessers. Okay. He, he's on loan from Genk, I believe, or Ghent, one of the two. Okay. He has literally played nine. He's had nine starts in both the conference league and the ear divisi ear divisi this year. Guess how many goals he has? Mm, two, three. 
14. What? Two starts? No, 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 no. In nine starts. Ah. Nine. Sorry. He has sorry, 14 sorry. goals. Okay. Serial Desperate, he continues to play like he's their super sub, I guess. He plays hero time and time again. He had two goals versus Slavia Prague. He is tied with Tammy Abraham as joint scorer, joint top scorer in the UEFA Europa Conference League. It's a mouthful. Uh, he is tied for top scorer there, and he has only played four starts in group stages and knockout, right? He's only started four times for Feyenoord. So I just have to bring him up because... This is a guy that did not play for Nigeria in his World Cup qualifiers recently, right? And we all know Nigeria missed out. Just saying, maybe he could have helped, even if he came off the bench or whatever. Maybe he could have gotten a start. Uh, Serial Dessers has done nothing but playing super sub hero this year for Feyenoord, and he did it again versus Slavia Prague. So I am going to say... I'm going to say, while Marseille finds its way into the final every time, right, or it feels like they find their way into semifinals quite often of Europa or Europa Conference League, which yes. do, I'm going to say Roma, Feyenoord final. What? Hey, yeah. I go Payet and Marcel. I go Payet. Payet is too drippy and he's too lethal. He but Feyenoord with Sinister, I have to mention this because you yeah. always – Stress a lot about him and Colombian yeah. talent is true. Luis Sinestera, five goals already. And if Feyenoord are going to surprise Marcel, I think that's going to be the player. And poof, you love it. And Leicester, look, against Roma, I think Leicester are dipping. I think Leicester are dipping. And a rebuild needs to happen. And a Fofana injury, I think, was the biggest blow for Leicester yeah. this season. But, like, I think they need more answers, okay? And... Let's see. Daka seems to be really good in European competitions. So let's see if he keeps on that, that momentum. But I go yeah. with Roma against Marcel final. Because yeah. Remo, Borola Morin, Borola Morin. I think Morin's going to get that done with Saniolo, Tami, Pellegrini masterclass. And mentioning too, Cristante. Mm -hmm. Cristante, he's playing really well. I was shocked. I was, I was really good. And Smalling, Smalling. Yeah. I see the clip. Of a Manchester United fan saying that Smalling is better than Maguire. And that man was speaking fucked. Because Smalling, look, he's showing that he's not that bad. And with Maureen. With Maureen. Okay, so Maureen was well, the problem at, Uni at United? Yeah. Smalling doesn't agree. <laughs> Sammy Abraham, like a London player, he doesn't agree. So yeah. I'm liking the vibes of Tammy, Tammy's up to what, 24? 24 goals this season. Oh, I mean, that's, my God. He's, he's, he's doing he's doing really, really well there. And and the funny thing is, is I'm pretty sure he's got another gear um, to, to click into uh, if he wants to. So who knows? Maybe it's who better to do it against than Leicester City. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But uh, if you're going to shout out those players, I got to shout out the one wonder kid that was on the field there. 20 uh, year old uh, Nikola Zalewski. Um, and I might it might be Zalewski or Zalewski. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. he he's he's I, I know there's a lot of Polish supporters um, that that tend to put his name in comments, and we were able to watch him. He delivered the the assist on Zaniola's first goal, I believe, and um, yeah, he's good. He looks every bit the part. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, maybe he'll go to the World Cup, and maybe he'll impress. Uh, I'd love to know what people think his chances are of being on that plane um, and maybe being in the Polish eleven uh, when the time comes seven months from now. But 
We spent a lot of time on this uh, yes. conference league, so let's, let's let's pop on, right? Let's get to the <laughs> final topic of this part. If it's the Wonder Kids in the news, and yeah, yeah, there's a lot to talk. And let's go to a game that what? we can pop off with a lot of with a lot of youth, with a yeah. lot of youth, and it's the Dortmund yeah. game. And <laughs> yeah, left back debut start Tom Roth. He went bold, right? He went bold. I mean, scored 24 minutes in, and uh, let's be honest, there's really only one silver lining of having injuries all the time with a club, and that's it. If you've got a good youth academy, if you've got a good youth system, then guys like Tom Roth come in, and they impress you. When Tom Roth was literally on very few people's list to watch out, from the, the youth academy. And let's be honest, you score a goal, you score a Bundesliga goal, fine. Um, but whether or not he becomes a fixture of the club moving forward, that remains to be seen. But you absolutely love to see it. And I'm sure you saw the picture yes. of everyone, every one of the players around him, like patting his head, patting his back. I mean, that's the type of stuff you live for. That's just awesome. And they wiped the floor <laughs> with Wolfsburg, man. I mean, they, they d Fuck. just destroyed him. And Erling Holland. It was a big reason. Yes. Again, I mean, this kid, he has oh. played 26 games this season. He has 33 goal involvements. Oh, my days. Against Wolfsburg, two goals and one assist. Back from a goal drought because I was worried for Holland. But, yeah, he said to us, yeah, we, everything's cool. And let's yeah. wait and see for next season when I go to that team that we all... Let's see. I think it's Man City. Don't want to go too much on it. But... Yes, Jamie, Jamie, is it Jamie Binso Chittens getting his debut too? I watched him in the youth league. Winger, yeah. former Man City <laughs> Academy mm -hmm. player, just like we know, Jaden Sancho. So getting yeah. him to see, getting some minutes, wonderful. And again, yeah. Dortmund and, trusting the youth. <laughs> well, and, and, and let's let's just bring that around and, and, and I'll just correct you. It's Jamie Bino Gittens. Bino. Um and what is great about him is when he came over, right, to, it was seen as a big coup, uh, but when he came over to Dortmund, um, he was ready to hit the ground running. He got injured almost immediately, and he was out for like seven months, eight months. So he's really just starting to kick on, um, and he is somebody that could work his way into uh, everyday squad contention next year because he is hot. He is hot in the youth league. He's hot in the junior Bundesliga. He is doing really, really well and impressing pretty much everybody around him. Um, so he is definitely one. I'm absolutely amazed to see that he got his uh, his debut this season. Um, and the funny thing is, like, we sit here and week in, week out, we talk about the fragility of a lot of these Dortmund players, right? Rain is out. Allen's out. Um, Zagadou seems to always be injured. Uh, and yet they are still sitting in second place in the Bundesliga. Yes. They're going to have Champions League football. They are getting the results done. I know that everybody thought that they were going to make a uh, make a run at the champs this year, right? Make a run at Bayern. But in the end, they're still doing what they need to do to be top of the table below Bayern, right? Um, so you, you got to give them credit there. They get it done domestically. Um, but you're right. I don't know what they're going to do when Holland goes because... 33 goals involvements in just 26 games and it feels like he's been injured more than that it's that's impressive like Great. that is just insane he's Great. a machine 
great stuff. And you say that, and I'm like thinking of the future of the Bundesliga, like Dortmund. Right now, they have the best young players in the in 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 the Bundesliga with Holland and all those. But Holland being the the creme de la creme. But now, I yeah. think after Holland departs, the best youngsters in the in the Bundesliga might be Alfonso Davis and Jamal Musiala. What I saw. And that Bayern game was Jamal Musiala getting a grip of that game and saying, I'm here to boss. Okay. And Musiala in a goal. He started the goal and he ended. And I was like, yeah. he's still 19. He's played in variable positions and the experience, the body. He's looking proper. He might be one of the best players in the World Cup for Germany. Jamal Musiala. I think a ton of people are sleeping on him. Like focusing yeah. Pedri Foden, but Musiala at Bayern Munich. Oh, my days. And Davis seems to getting his groove back. And that is scary for everyone going up against Bayern uh. Munich. And Tangui Nianzu, 19 years old, playing. Upamecano, 23, 23 years old, playing. So there is still a lot of youth. At Bayern, and yeah, they're going. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't know what what are we going to do for strikers if if Lewandowski leaves, <laughs> if Holland leaves the Bundesliga. Who are we looking at striker wise? I say Dortmund at the always, but like, come yeah, on, at the yeah. was a former Bayern Munich prospect, like uh, until the age of ten. So yeah. the future All of right. Germany, I think it's. Yeah, <laughs> I think it yeah. could be good with. The, I think at Amy, but Darwin, I see some. No, no, but I Darwin think... would be interesting. I feel like that's almost the. Nah, never mind. We don't need to get into that because there's more Wonder Kids to talk about. True, and we can talk about somebody that plays in Portugal because yes. I'm very impressed. You know, okay, yeah, I home in a lot on statistics. I do because it's impossible to watch all the ball in the world. Um, and I don't get a chance to watch a guy like Fabio Vieira at Porto a lot, but I do know about him because of you, and I have seen him play uh, thanks to the Champions League, thanks to your, you know, European mm-hmm. football. This kid has 13 starts, 13 assists, yes, six goals, okay? So he's got a goal involvement, I believe it's every 57 minutes this season. And every time I talk to you, I say, does the skill set justify his output? Or is this a, a you know a sense of stat padding? Is it just him racking up goals you know against crappy teams? No, this kid gets it done, right? Does yes. he not? Am I wrong? Okay, hundred percent. So why is he not linked with you know every major club in the world at the at the moment? Because it seems to me like he's a very logical target in that he has an insanely high ceiling. He's producing right now. I believe he's still on low wages. Correct. I mean, he's not Mister. You know, not I don't know Mediterranean or. He's not on big baller wages, correct? He's going to get that contract extension, though. I think he's got it already. I think he's got it. I think he's fine. At least with Judge Minge. Dio Costa is a Judge Minge. Vitinha. Like, the future of Porto, they won the youth league, like, at that yeah. time. And they had a ton of youth. But I love how you're saying this. And this just shows that if you watch the Portuguese league, you know who's good and who's not. And I guarantee you, every Portuguese speaker and watcher of Liga Notch or Primera Liga knows that Fabio Vieira is a baller. Those stats you said, unbelievable. Okay, 13 yeah. assists. I thought it was less, man. He got two assists yeah. against Team Nens. Like, yeah. 7-0 went too. But, like, what I highlight about Fabio Vieira is how uh-huh. intelligent he is. He is so intelligent off the ball 
elite movement. The technique is masterclass. And those those stats, the moment he gets physically stronger, because that, in my opinion, is where he lacks the most, is physicality. He yeah. is uh, 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 sold straight away. And you said it. Everyone highlights Darwin Nunes. And you should, because he's ridiculous for a striker at 22. More than 30 goals in the league. Uh, aye, this season. Yeah. But Fabio yeah. Vieira is that underrated mention that they should get in. And if you don't get him, you'll regret it. And Fabio Vieira is that guy, man. You are so... I love that, Breton. Love that. Yeah. Trust. And, and what, what would you say is his next logical step? <laughs> Prem. You know, what's a, what's a club? Prem. I, th I, I think Prem. I think, okay. look, I'm going to say, obviously, Wolves will try to get him. I think he's going to yeah. cost like 30, 40. But I think like a team within a rebuild, AC Milan, they're getting this injection of 300 million that Maldini yeah. sure deserves getting a contract renewal of Jefe Leon. But finally, not signing like one year's obligations to buy weird deals, okay, that yeah. don't show the levels of AC Milan. So I'm going to go with AC Milan for Fabio Vieira. Next to Tonali, Rafael, yeah. Bold, so... It sounds like we're going to be talking about AC Milan a lot this summer. Um, I think so. I think and so. that's great. Uh, well, I got one other... I got a piece of propaganda that, you know, every week I have to put out because he just continues to do it. Um, Turkish wonder guess. kid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you want to call him? The, the Turkish... We'll call him the Turkish, o Turkish Ozil. We'll call him the Turkish... I don't know what you want to call him. The Turkish Because Hope. he plays with Ozil. The Turkish um, hope since that knockout. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, seriously. But like, here it is. Here's my Artigulaire propaganda. Um, kid is 17 years old, hits another goal. Didn't start for Fenerbahce, but he hit a goal. He's got three goals, two assists, and like 230 minutes played. But that's not even the crazy part, okay? Mm. This kid, you know, every 30 minutes he plays, he registers a key, a key pass. Okay, every 25 minutes he registers a dribble one. So he takes takes people on fearlessly um and he also he also can stick into a tackle has no problem doing that he's got seven tackles one this is still a small sample size in just two thir 230 or 240 minutes played um but i i'm just trying i'm racking my brain with where Fenerbahce is in the in the super league table i'm racking my brain trying to figure out why they just don't give him that starting 11 for the rest of the season, right? <laughs> give him that, that 10 spot, give him that and let him run with it. Let him roll with it. Uh, let him make mistakes and, and g get ready for him next season, uh, pulling the strings of that offense because he makes magic happen when he comes in. Um, so propaganda over there. It is. It's been delivered directly to you. Um, do with it what you will, but the kid's 17 years old. And there you go. We're going to call him the Turkish hope. I like it. I'll call it Arda Guler propaganda, as it should at Wonder FC Wonder Kid podcast. And I'm going to go with a bit of a more known player, Vlahovic propaganda, because he got again, like last podcast we mentioned, this one we're going to mention too, one point, okay? But he got that point in a late equalizer, okay, against Bologna. Vlahovic now has 50 Serie A goals at 22, okay? So please, Juve relish him and build a proper squad next to him okay so that's yeah. what i gotta say on juve and yeah if imagine if lahovic wasn't at juve they wouldn't even get that top four that's what yeah. i believe and that is madness considering how, how much is the wage bill at juve oh my douche. 
I'll be honest. I'm 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 a little more excited about how Fiorentina has been kicking on without Vlahovic. <laughs> I mean, they just picked up. They picked up. I don't think they get enough credit right now. Nico mm-hmm. Gonzalez. I I love that squad, and I think they have a future. Um, and Artur Cabral. Um, but you know, we'll talk about that more. But Vlahovic, yeah, he's just so much. And if Juventus is gonna uh, go after a title again um, and and start another you know mm-hmm. career only winning Syria every year, like Bayern in the Bundesliga. Um, it's going to center around whether Vlahovic can deliver. So it's good to True. see him get that. Goal. Um, and, I, and I got a quick shout too on the youth league stand because there was a um, derby. That was a derby a sporting against Benfica. Look, mm. Benfica won four nil against sporting, but a lot of ballers are in that sporting team. Like Gonçal Stevich, Dario Esug, Rodrigo Ribeiro, Renato Vega, Mateus Fernandes. There's really a lot of talent, okay? Yo Cabral, yeah. uh, but Benfica, I'm going to highlight the big boy. Look, Pedro Sanchez played really well for Benfica. Xerendur, a ton of talents to mention. Antonio Silva, Breton, don't forget this name. For me, he's going to be one of the best young center backs for Portugal. In my opinion, he already is at Benfica Academy. 18 years old, playing in the youth league, really good player. But Diego Moreira. Diego Moreira, that Benfica snatched up from Standard Liège. Winger, two goals, two assists, and my days. That kid is so good, Breton. If he was in a league on team or Bundesliga or no, one of those leagues, he'd be playing right now. He'd be playing right now. Diego Moreira, okay? Remember the name. What a baller, in my opinion. Pedro Sanchez, too. They'll they'll go up. They'll go up in this Benfica team, so... I, yeah, I'd you, watch you out. think he'll get his debut by the end of the year, maybe? Diego Moreira, again, I think he deserves it with, with, what, I'm, what, I, with what I'm seeing. With what okay. I'm seeing. He's really good. People, remember him, Diego Moreira. I, 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 I can't stress enough. Dribbling, fast, decision-making. Like, he's... Oh, I know every scout. I know some scouts. I can tell you right now. Manchester clubs, every single Premier League club wants Diego Moreira of Benfica right now. I can tell yeah. you right now. FC Wonderkid exclusive. Okay, every single team wants Diego Moreira, as they should, because that's elite levels what we saw in the youth. Look at us, we're doing exclusives now. Okay, I like this. I like this. I feel like we're moving up in the world, man. Um, as we speak, by the way, I was uh, looking off in, and I've got a, a couple little screens here um, with the one one with the Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, no, football never sleeps. True. Uh, got Red Bull Leipzig, Bayer Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Christo and Kanku just assisted uh, Sobislai uh, on the. Uh, match opener. It's one zip in the 71st minute. So Nkunku now has 30 goals, 19 assists. Our data is already off and he's he's going to hit 50. He's going to hit 50 by the end of this year. I don't know what the hell's going on. What what has gotten into him? Got to refresh um, but it's amazing. With him. Oh my days. Yeah. So any uh, any other wonder kids or um I, you know are we calling it a raps today? I'll, calling it a raps <laughs> I'll I'll have to shout out Hendrik, okay? I think no, and, and another Adam Holzek. I think Nkunku is gonna leave RB Leipzig and Adam Holzek, okay, which has already thirty three league goal league go- ah, thirty three goals and yeah. uh, and a bunch of assists for Spartak Prague, okay? What the future of Czech Republic? And I think. The great replacement for Nkunku at RB Leipzig. Adam Holzek. Watch out. I think that's going to happen. And I just want to say, uh, Hendrik right now, Brazil is playing the foot, uh, Mundial de Football Montagu. And Hendrik, okay, is destroying Mexico. Destroyed Netherlands with two goals. And you got to watch the tape of that England goal that Hendrik scored 
Oh my days, cut inside, go lasso. And I'm telling you people, 40 million is what is being asked, okay, to get Hendrik. And Palmeiras is gonna get 40 million for this kid. And it's gonna be Real Madrid most probably, because we all know. Papa Perez loves the Brazilian talent. <laughs> oh my but <laughs> he always loves it. He's always trying it. You see the Vini connection with Florentino. It's like, oh my. But Barca too, I think they're into him too, as they should. But Hendrik is. I can't yeah. believe we're talking about, you know, a kid that young. Um, and then again, Trust. then again, I saw, I saw spreading on TikTok and Twitter, Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. highlights these last, you know, these last few days as well. You know, when's there, there going to be a $40 million bid for him? Um, <laughs> that's why I think I really think he's not gonna leave. He just loves life in Manchester. Like it's the kid looks really happy. The kid looks really happy. The vibe. He does. He, he does. But like a year ago, he's at Juventus and he looked happy there too. So whatever. Um, sure. You never know. You never know. I like that that Adam Hozek shout because the funny thing is that I I actually didn't even think about Red Bull Leipzig as a future destination for him and makes makes quite a bit of sense if Nkunku's leaving and and some other pieces might be on its way out the door too because Leipzig has shown that they're not afraid to sell mm-hmm. um the, the the funnier thing is that you know our projected Europa League final West Ham versus Red Bull Leipzig West Ham is another club I could see coming in for him because they have that Czech contingent right um, they've got that uh, they've got a crawl is Czech right so, Alex Kral who so hasn't played they've got Suchek they've got um Who's the other one? The the fullback. I know. Oh, oh I can't remember the name right now. Uh, but I will uh, obviously five minutes from now uh, when I shouldn't say. But imagine them bringing in a Hlozek there uh, to shore up and provide a future, right? Because you've got some names that are you know probably if if West Ham wants to be in the top of the table long term, mm-hmm. right? European competition every year. Um, they're going to need to freshen up. They're going to need to get some guys that can grow with the team. Hozek uh, would be great there because they've got that Czech core. Um, and I believe they've also, he's also been tied to them in the past uh, from a transfer perspective. So it's not just pulled out of thin air, but I love, I love that it's Leipzig and it's West Ham that we have in that <laughs> final there that could also be fi- uh, fighting for Adam Hozek's signature in the future. And I have a feeling Leipzig might win both. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm the, if I'm the agent of Hulsek, I'm like, put him in the Bundesliga, relish him there, let him develop there, and then get that big money move, maybe to another London team, with all due respect to West Ham. No doubt. No <laughs> with doubt. all due no, respect. It's a better place, better place to uh, to grow your stardom, My right? 19, it's a better 19. place to develop, for sure, Bundesliga. 19, so. 19. So, people, if there's anything me and Bretson have missed out in the Wonder Kids news, Please put down below in the comment section. And any last thoughts, Bretton? No, no. I think we'll we'll just continue our World Cup groups in the future, right? We're going to keep doing those. So yes. check out Group A, which we already have yes. Um, yes. in there. And uh, no, anything else on your end? Nah, uh, really well said, uh, Bretton. Go to check out our video of Group A, best lineup. And yes, tell us the best lineup you guys want to see. But it's next group C. So let's see. Tell us if there's another lineup you'd prefer. And yeah, episode 52 in the wraps. I sure enjoyed this one because Ronaldo keeps on delivering me this content that I love. And please don't forget to check out fcwonderkid.com. It's a huge help for us, me and Bretton. And go to our Instagram, TikTok, and just go bold and follow us. And thank you. 
you for listening to us on a weekly basis. Thank you for going bold with us. And yeah, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week. Keep on going bold.